0: Uh, We are starting a new series this month. It's September. And so we are going to talk about identity. This is something that I've kind of talked about a few times in other series, but I wanted to talk about it purely as a series. Because one of the things that happens in your guys' life, especially at this age, and I've said this before, but you have kind of like half the people in your life saying, hey, you need to grow up and understand everything and act more mature and blah, blah, blah. And, and then the other half saying, hey, you're a kid, your opinion doesn't matter. And like that can be very confusing because it's coming from everywhere. And then you have people saying, this is who you should be, and this is what you should be, and over and over and over again, trying to build your identity for you, whether it's coaches or teachers or even parents sometimes. Uh, and it can be something that can just be really hard. And it, it can be hard as you grow up, but essentially, uh, identity is who you are. And... Uh, when you play a sport, or when you're good in school, or when you're bad in school, or when you're in a relationship, like it can be really easy to think, this is all that I am. This is who I am. I am the boyfriend. I am the girlfriend. I am the volleyball player. I am the trumpet player. I am the, the youth worker. I am the whatever. Like We can define ourselves by that. And none of those things are bad, but all of those things can change. And that's why I wanted to do this series, because it's important to build your identity in something that doesn't change, which is... Christ, and then have all that other stuff come along with it. So we're going to start with 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 13 through 21. Uh, If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God, and if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone, so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ Who died and was raised in him, uh, raised for them. So basically, um, I'm sure everyone here has heard the story of Jesus and how he loves you and how he died on the cross for you. That is what it is for. And the thing, the cool thing about that. The major thing about that, the big point about that, is he died on the cross for everyone before they were saved. And then you have that option to get saved. You have that option to follow him. But he believed everyone was worth it beforehand, which is important because you're going to have people that want to convince you for whatever reason that you're not worth it. Sometimes it's in a relationship. Sometimes it's in a sport. Sometimes it's even at home, unfortunately. And they they want to change you. They want to make you into who they want you to be. Because in the world, people kind of Like everything to be in a box and they like to understand things. And if you're different than that, if you're different than people are comfortable with, it can be very hard for some people. And one of the things that unfortunately happens too is the better you are doing in life in terms of how much good you do and how much you try to do good and how you just try to be a good person and try to help people and try to love people and all of that, the more people kind of try to tear you down because it's always easier to tear other people down than it is to build yourself up. So so let's say that somebody is—it knows that they're doing the wrong thing, and they see you, and you're doing the right thing, and you've made a good choice, or you've said no when you should have, or you've not gone to a party you shouldn't have, or whatever it is, and you're making a good choice. They're going to try to make fun of you because they already know that they're messed up, and if they can get you to be messed up, then they don't have to change anything because everybody's at the same level. Uh, it's kind of like in football, if everybody was just like, the Colts level or something. And it's like everybody, you want to strive to be better. You want to strive to be like the Steelers. But it's uh, it's something where you keep trying to get better. And, and it's so much easier, though, to try to tear other people down, and sometimes that's easy for us. Uh, the other thing that you'll hear a lot, and a lot of times in relationships, but in a lot of things, um, somebody will say, I'm not going to hang out with you I'm not going to love you I'm not going to care about you unless you do this or unless you act like this unless you say this unless you choose this that is not real love that is not a real relationship that is not good and so that is something else that kinda goes into your identity and the first part of this scripture says that everybody here already belongs, like you already are worth it, you already have value, Jesus died for you, like he already loves you no matter what you've done in life, no matter what has happened in your life, no matter what you think, no matter what you've thought, no matter what you will think, no matter what you've done, no matter what you do, no matter what you have done, he loves you. Now it's up to us to choose him, but he still loves you no matter what, so you always have that home base, you always have that net. Uh, Imagine being in the circus and and walking on the tightrope, Um, there's a net below you. And, and like Jesus is always going to be there ready for you and hoping for you to, to choose him. But no matter what, he already loves you. And so you're never really alone because he already loves you. Nothing, nothing you do can separate that. Nothing can change that. Nothing can affect that. Um, and so it talks about dying to your old life. It's so easy. We've talked about peer pressure and we've talked about relationships. And we've talked about all this stuff. It's so easy to want to continue changing. Um, the problem with the identity, let's just say in sports, and I love sports. I, I'm a big fan of like different teams, and I like watching them, and I like playing them, and all this stuff. I'm very competitive. Everything I do, I do to win, because otherwise, what's the point in doing it? Um, and so I care very much about that, but if you define yourself as like a person who plays that sport and let's just say that you're in middle school or high school and you're playing basketball or volleyball or soccer or something and you're like I am this and everything about you is like you build your life entirely around that I'm not saying go into practices because you have to go to practices I'm not saying not missing games because you have to go to games I'm saying like literally everything is about that you have like a poster on your wall of just a a ball and you have like everything is like I am so-and-so the athlete and that's how you define yourself well when middle school ends or high school ends or you get hurt unfortunately, hopefully that never happens for anybody, something can happen to change that and then who are you and if you've defined yourself as that, you can be really lost and you can be really scared and college can be scarier outside of high school can be scary when you don't know who you are because you've always thought this and it can be the same thing for, for school part of my competitiveness is I wanted A 's all the time, so I got them and I, I probably at times defined myself by that. And if you define yourself by grades, as much as I, I think that's important, you want to try, uh, but if you define yourself like this is who I am, what do you do when there's no grades or what do you do when it's something you can't handle? Uh, I've known people who go to college and they don't know how to study it or, or they get lost in something and because they define themselves by this specific grade, when it changes, they're lost and they're, they're scared. The important thing is just doing your best in both of those things. That's important. Um, same with a relationship. Like, All of our relationships, obviously, are meant to last. But the the truth is, once you begin a relationship, it either ends in a breakup or marriage. Like, there's no other choice there. And so if you define yourself by that relationship, even if it ends in marriage, and you define yourself by that relationship as it changes or as the other person changes or as something happens, then that changes you. And so it just continually, you're changing for someone else, and that's never right. But when you realize, okay... So no matter what I do, no matter who I'm with, no matter where I am, Jesus loves me. That's an important thing to build your identity around. And then from there you grow and you build the, the puzzle pieces around it. And you keep realizing, okay, this person over here thinks that I'm not worth it unless I accomplish this. But God, Jesus died for me. And so that's something to just remember and to grow. Uh, next part. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new one has begun. So the, the key here is evaluating things from a human point of view. Um, this morning when I preached, I talked about why. Just answering why and why people suffer and why things happen. And the last quote that I used was something that really hit me when I was studying. It, quote, unquote, hit different for you kids. Um... <laughs> I hate that phrase, I do. But anyway, it's, it's straight bussin'. And so it's, <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> and so it's okay. Ow. sheesh, okay, sheesh, and so, and so, anyway, the quote I used was basically, sometimes, sometimes I want to ask God why there's poverty and why there's hunger and why there, there's uh, hurt people in the world but then I'm afraid he'll ask me the same thing. And so it's like we sometimes look at things from a human point of view, and it's like, Well, that sucks, and it's always going to suck, or that person, I don't like them, and so I'm never going to like them, or that person did this, or that person wants this, or that person's really cool. Uh, This is what it means to be popular. We look at things from a human point of view, and what this says is part of finding your own identity is you recognize that that point of view can change, so you try to look things from an eternal point of view or from a better point of view, from a way to think, okay, I am complete. I don't need a person. I don't need a sport. I don't need a grade. I am complete. And to keep telling yourself that and growing like that and building your identity around that and seeing other people from a human point of view too. Because one of the things we fall into is it's really easy to understand your actions. So like if Rob this morning wakes up and he slept on the wrong side of the bed and, and like he kind of fell when he got up and he stubbed his toe and he was just in such a bad mood. And he walks out and, and when he's walking through Walmart, he runs into Carol and, and Carol like, just accidentally bumps in with a cart, and Rob just screams at her. And he starts like throwing cans, and he's like, this is so stupid. You don't care about anybody else. Just goes at her. He had a bad day. And so later, he's going to go back, and he's going to say, Carol, I am so sorry that I hit Rick with a can in the head, and ha- he had to go get his uh, concussion test and all this. I'm so sorry that all this happened, and I'm so sorry that I, I also keyed your car and all this stuff. I just really had a bad day. And so his goal, he's going to be like, well, she needs to understand that because I have, I've had a bad day. Now, in the same situation, if Rob's just walking and Carol comes in and she's had a bad day, then Rob just thinks she's a jerk forever because she, she should know better. Like, she should treat better. And so, like, obviously this hasn't happened, but this is how we do things. Like, we understand our motivations. If we insult somebody, we know we're joking. If we hurt somebody, we know that we didn't mean to. If we have a bad day, we know that that's okay. But if somebody else does that, We judge them harder than we judge ourselves sometimes. And so the human point of view thing, I judge myself harder than anybody else, but the human point of view thing is you realize, okay, everybody is a person. Like everybody, whether I agree with them or not, whether I believe like them or not, whether I know them or not, they're a person. And so their life is not built around me. Like people don't have different opinions or different beliefs uh, just to to anger you or make you upset. They do it because they believe it and then they live their life and, you know, it kind of connects sometimes. So having that not human point of view is you recognize, hey, I'm going to have bad days. Other people are going to have bad days. I need to try to do my best every day to treat others like I want to be treated. And to remember that my identity doesn't change however anybody treats me. That does not mean that it's ever okay to be abused. It does not mean that it's okay to have somebody around that just constantly tears you down. However, and one of the things, and I've said this a lot sometimes, um, one of the things that kind of frustrates me is the overuse of the word toxic. And by that, I mean, I see a lot of people, I hear a lot of people say, well, they're toxic, cut them out of your life. Now, absolutely, if somebody is abusive and angry and hurts you, cut them out of your life, yes. But sometimes, often, people say that when it's just somebody that disagrees with you. And it's like somebody that says, yeah, I don't think you should jump off the top of the church with a a blanket as a parachute. You're like, you're so toxic, get out of my life. That's not toxic, that's just being a friend. So people that disagree with you are not toxic. People that abuse you absolutely are. And I say that because you have to understand from a human point of view that, that other people are going to have opinions that can help you. It doesn't mean to accept everyone else's opinion as fact. It doesn't mean to accept everyone's advice even. But it means to listen. And if you have close friends, people that you care about, people that love you, that are saying, I don't think this is a good idea. I, I think that you need to check it. You know, actually stop and think about it. Again, it doesn't mean you have to change things. But that's the human point of view thing. Because from a human point of view, we look at it as, well, what I want to do is... What's right, because I'm the main character in the video game, Uh, and everybody else is an NPC that just kind of stands there until I walk out of the room, but that's not how it works, so having a non-human point of view is understanding like, okay, I need to treat everybody like I want to be treated, and just do my best, and accept people, and help people, and let them help me, and understand that I am loved, and all of these things are important. Last part here, Uh, and all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. For God was in Christ reconciling the Word to Himself, uh, no longer counting people's sins against them. And He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. Uh, Come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So basically what this says is we are ambassadors. Like once you start to go to youth group, once you start to go to church, once you start to realize this is who I want to be, then like that's who you are. And so people see that and they see you. And I'm not saying to do anything because people are expecting it. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that worry about other people's opinions. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying when you mess up, apologize, ask for forgiveness. When you have a bad day, say, hey, I had a bad day. But do your best every day To just recognize that who you are matters. Who you are matters. Like you are worth it. You are valuable. You have worth. You matter. And what you do matters. And what that does is not just help you and help you live your life, but it helps you to go out and love God and love others and to show people what it's supposed to look like. Uh, I said this frequently, but a lot of the older generations before you guys have kind of screwed it up. And like the capital C church, which is what I call like all churches over the course of time, kind of screws up a lot and kind of gets things messed up and sometimes even hurts people or sometimes has just all kinds of stuff go wrong. And so it makes it really hard because when people hear the word Christian, sometimes they have this view of like the person on TV that's just shouting and yelling and being angry. But what it really means is just you're doing your best to be like Jesus and doing your best to love people and doing your best to show people, you know, that they're valuable too. It does not mean that everybody's your best friend. It does not mean, again, that you put up with abuse. It does not mean that you are going to be perfect because you're not going to be. But it means that you just do your best and you treat people like you want to be treated. And you love God, you love others, and you just show people what it looks like to actually have an identity. And if somebody, like, hurts you, then, you don't know, call them out, but don't walk around trying to get revenge or walk around hating because it's going to hurt your life way more. And we'll talk about that later. But essentially, identity just means recognizing that right now, as you are, you belong somewhere. And right now, as you are, imperfect and and growing and, and learning, you are loved, completely loved. And that is always going to be true. And then as you learn more about who you are, you're able to show that more to more people. And that's what this series is about. It's about recognizing my identity doesn't have to change for anyone. I decide who I am, and I, if I build that around Jesus, He never changes because He's going to love you no matter what you do. And so that is such an awesome thing, and that's why I love this series and why I want to do this series, and so we'll talk about that. But essentially it just means, and I've said this a thousand times, and I'm saying it for a reason, you are enough, and you are loved, no matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody thinks, no matter what you do. And so start there and build from that, knowing that who you are is already determined by that love, and you can grow, and you can learn, and you can do better, and you can be better each day, and I believe in you, and that's all I got.